Worried about mom or dad falling? The Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health helps make their home safer, even if you can't be there. Symphony works with voice activation or a care button they can opt to wear, along with smart sensors for coverage around the home. With 24-7 emergency response and an app to tie it all together, you can monitor your loved one's well-being for enhanced peace of mind. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer System. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs here at Tab. He helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And, of course, we are broadcasting live over at Facebook and uh, over at WTIC's Facebook page. And uh, feel free to join us there. And if you want to post a comment or question there, we'll try to bring it up uh, on the air as well for you. And anytime you post a comment or question or share on Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy. And so he'll allow folks to then see it. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if it's a good thing these days with social media, but that's how this whole thing works. And uh, so feel free to like, comment, and share it as well. So we've got some technology news for you. And, you know, this is, you know, pandemic, right? It's been going on, even though here in Connecticut, the curve is flat as a pancake and I can't see an emergency anywhere. But according to what Amazon was doing during the crisis, uh, there's a consumer watchdog group that said Amazon increased its pricing for all sorts of essential items by over 1,000%. Gouging? Yes. Not Amazon. No, they always say they're the cheapest place on the planet to buy things, which I have not found to be true. Uh, Feel free to do your research. Amazon is not always the lowest price. And you don't even know where you're getting your pro- your 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 stuff from in the first place. Oh, I know where it's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. There is that, Bob. Uh, but you're looking at things like they were, you know, it found a pack of eight rolls of toilet paper uh, back in you know for thirty six dollars back in June. Um, that's that's a, that's kind of a nutty uh, price, whereas. Retailers would have charged just six dollars for the same product. Well, I would have said it's a crappy price, but <laughs> yeah, thirty-six versus six. A bottle of antibacterial soap was listed as high as seven dollars, but normally it's only a dollar forty-nine, an increase of four hundred and seventy percent. So uh, be be careful out there. Amazon is not the cheapest price. It's convenient. Don't get me wrong. Well, the guy didn't become a billionaire for nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't by accident either. So. Uh, Take face masks. Here's another one they had here. Uh, Public Citizens Report highlights an alarming 1,000% increase in the price from around $4 to $39 for a pack of 50 masks sold as sold by Amazon. Thanks, Amazon. Keeping your customers safe at 1,000% margins. They care about you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Technology. This is the company that we had talked about for almost, I don't know, 15, 20 years, not even making a profit. I guess they figured out how to do it. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, they're dumping it back into the company. So, yeah. so uh, be be aware of that it's something to be you know be concerned about. Just keep an eye on 
your 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 pricing. You know, do some research. It's easy to to take a look at other places for prices. Well, those all electric uh, delivery vehicles that they're buying cost money. You know, they uh, that's have to true. Pay for yeah, them somehow those Mercedes <laughs> electric Mercedes are going to be expensive. And I I saw also a concept where they had this uh, huge helium um, balloon, right? Hot air balloon, and a uh, big powered thing like a like a like a Goodyear blimp. But but not, and they were they were dispatching um, packages out of uh, drones that were flying out of the bottom of the balloon. Creepy, crazy looking thing. But it, hey, if it works, yeah, we read an article on that a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, they were always they've been planning. I mean, guys that have 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 been complaining about their routes and all upset that Amazon's not paying them enough to deliver the packages. Well, pretty soon you're not going to deliver the packages anyways. Um, it's going to be automated, and you're not <laughs> going to have a job there. The yeah. <laughs> They're going to automate it. So what do you got for uh, technology news, Bob? Uh, well, uh, there's a little car, and we'll put a link up to it. A very little car. This is a, a CNET <laughs> uh, Roadshow article. Yeah. Uh, this little electric car costs just $4,200. Really? Yeah, but it's only sold in China. Of course. <laughs> Under the Wuling brand, a General Motors division, it actually outsold the Tesla Model 3. Of course it did. With that 4200 versus 42 $42,000. <laughs> That's easy. Model 3. Yes. So, uh so, uh, they sold over 15,000 of these little cars. Yeah. And the Model 3 sold 11,500. I think it was in that that range. Oh, ah, they're both it's pretty very small. They they're saying that it's even smaller than a uh, Mini Cooper. Yeah, which is pretty small. I would say it's probably <clears throat> smaller than a smart car, which yeah. is even smaller. Yeah, this thing is basically a couple of chairs on wheels. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it'll go 100 and what, 192 miles on a charge? 190 miles on a charge. Yeah. So, but for 4200 bucks. Yeah. I wonder if it has AC. <laughs> I don't know. If you turn the AC on, how far can you go? 50 miles? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm sure China gave uh, General Motors a real good deal on uh, building those in China. So, yeah. well, they're selling, but for forty-two hundred bucks, what are you going to buy in this country for forty-two hundred bucks? You can't buy a motorcycle for that. You can't buy a, a good ten, can't buy a good road bike like a ten-speed bicycle for that. <laughs> <laughs> and how can GM make any money at forty-two hundred dollars a pop? Well, maybe I mean, their their health insurance costs are fifteen thousand a car. Oh, it's made in China. That's right. They don't have health insurance <laughs> in China. China. <laughs> they don't have paid holidays. Uh, no. And they don't have to work eight hours a day. They can work them twenty four hours true. a day, seven days a week. That's true. All right. Well, they got twenty five cents an hour. <laughs> they got cheap cars there in China. Uh, Forty two hundred bucks. I can't imagine it's going to last very long. But we'll see. Yeah, well, we won't see. No. Well, I mean, even if it comes to America, but I mean, I think it'd be just like, you know, I'd be scared to There's death no to drive way. it on the highway. The, the, the government would regulate it right off the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just probably a little tin can on wheels. In other news... Uh, there's some new other news about Amazon again here. Uh, there's some reviews that are raising some red flags about the safety of Amazon's line of electronics, appliance, electronics and appliances. Items from microwaves to charging cables have been catching fire, melting or exploding, according to a CNN investigation. Uh, Amazon counters that its products meet current safety standards. So again, um, whether you love them or hate them, they're trying to come, come up with their own brands of of uh, hardware or durable goods and electronics and what have you. And uh, they may not be setting proper standards. Uh, they say they meet standards, but that's a whole different thing as far as quality goes. We've always heard the issues of, 
you know, lithium batteries exploding, no matter what company they're coming from. Uh, but uh, here, according to CNN, there have been around 1,500 reviews since 2016 describing more than 70 Amazon Basics products as sparking, smoking, melting, catching fire, exploding, or causing electrical malfunctions. Of those items, around 30 remain on sale. Well, we've already talked about the fact that even banned uh, children's games and, and, and products are still on sale You know, for, for uh, Christmas or the holidays. Uh, Amazon does not do a very good job of policing third parties. Now it's, it's got issues with its own products, too. So uh, they have more than 50 reviews about a power bank overheating, 25 reports about a space heater overheating, sparking or burning. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of Amazon haters out there. I'm not, again, I'm not a big fan of Amazon either as far as what they've what they've done. I'm not sure they're necessarily a savings. Uh, you can't you – know, I, I just ordered a, a lawnmower filter, a lawnmower filter yesterday for eight whole dollars. That's going to be delivered to me today. That just doesn't seem logistically cheaper than if I hopped in the car and went to a local store to pick up this $8 item. You know, to have some guy take it off a shelf, put it in its own cardboard box, cover it with plastic bubble, pop it in a a mailer, have the guy drive it to my home, that's ridiculously expensive. So, of course, they got to sell their own stuff and they get to you know crank up the price of toilet paper i mean it doesn't make any sense to me never let a good crisis go to waste <laughs> yeah but for an eight dollar filter i'm gonna get it today <laughs> thanks amazon um so just be wary of what you're buying sometimes you can find things on amazon you can't find anywhere else that's the one really i see yeah hmm i haven't been so lucky usually the the most basic of things i need i can't find that's just my bad I'm luck. I'm just saying, not saying everything. I'm no, just yeah. saying some things. Yep. It's either them or Walmart. Sure, sure. <laughs> so be careful what you're buying out there. Do you want to bring up anything else? Uh, we could talk about the Tesla Cybertruck. Anybody interested in that? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not a big truck guy, but it... Well, it's really ugly in my view, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And it's a Tesla. Yep. So anyway, construction, uh, it's... Uh, Tesla Cybertruck's Austin factory could go live next May. Oh, they're not building in California? No. <laughs> no, actually, they're building this new factory uh, to uh, take some of the stress, stress off of the California factory mm-hmm. because that's overloaded. Yeah. So they're going to build this truck there. Good. And they're also going to uh, later start building some more Model 3s there. Right. I think they're. I think Elon wants to shut down the California plant due to how it was treated through this whole COVID thing and... Just well, well Hotel you know, California is getting a little tough. When you shut down and you can't make money, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not good. So, all right. So, uh, when does, when is it going to fire up? Did they tell you? So it uh, could go live next May. All right. So they've got this going out for documents, and they're expecting to have this May twenty first is when they want the uh, substantial completion date. But what that means is the. Finished construction won't be done, mm-hmm. but it'll be done enough for them to occupy it and actually start production. But they'll be doing yeah. the finishing touches. If yeah, you know. I mean, they've been building cars when they first started under tents. I mean, they were put up like temporary factories. Elon's like, let's start building. Let's go. So, uh, so yeah. that's good. Yeah, it's re- it's a good article. Yeah. And, and it's kind of short, but and it's got a nice, neat picture of their truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just re- it looks like it looks like the, the old DeLorean. Uh, I, mean, I don't like know. Aluminum. I thought the DeLorean was my better look at oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was stainless steel. Yeah, the yeah. DeLorean was. Yeah. 
So I don't know, we'll see what happens. Anyway, yeah. Good luck to good luck to Tesla. We're gonna step out for a quick break. We I'm not sure who's on the line yet. We'll refresh our screen to find out. Feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Of course, if you're on Facebook, you can follow us there over on WTIC's Facebook page. We are broadcasting live. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. There's uh, three lines open for you. I know it's a gorgeous Saturday morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, but we're here to help you out. Your pasty white computer geeks inside, not enjoying the sunshine like you are. Uh, feel free to get online and we'll do our best. We're, we're sitting here in the hermetically sealed East Hartford studios during these the completely and utterly flat curve that we we have achieved and we're still somehow still dealing with this issue um speaking of this so in my own personal life uh had to get a uh you know a checkup with the doctor and uh had to get some blood work done as you would do as normal practice and of course she wants to talk to me about the results of the blood work and what do you do with that now bob telemedicine <laughs> telemedicine it's a great thing isn't it well, you can do social distancing better that way. Well, you sure can. Uh, the problem is, as opposed to when you go to the doctor's office, and you know we got a lot of docs that are clients, a lot of friends that are doctors. You go to the doctor's office, you know you're scheduled for your appointment at let's say I don't know ten o'clock in the morning. Now we both know there is no way that doctor is going to see me at ten o'clock. We know that. Everyone knows that, right? It's just not going to happen. We just accept it. We are held hostage. Our time is not as valuable as theirs, and we are going to sit there and wait until the doctor's ready. That's fine. So maybe ten twenty, ten thirty. Oh, they apologize. Ish. They get you, yeah, they get you into the room, and you do what you got to do to disrobe, and you're sitting on the table there for another twenty minutes or whatever. You know, the doctor will mosey in and start doing their their thing. Well, with telemedicine, you know, they schedule a a call. Now. A phone call would have been great for me, but because of telemedicine, they want to do a face-to-face -face through your phone. Okay, fine. So schedule it for 1030. Well, 45 minutes later, I'm driving somewhere now. It's too late. They're reaching out to me trying to hook up and say, hey, let's do our teleconference. So, <laughs> so I mean, I got to hit the old text-to-speech and you know try to text back. Well, it's not two-way communication when they tell you they're ready. You try to text back and say, well, look, I'm driving. I can't can't do it now. Yeah. They're not getting anything back. Then they, they, need, they hit you again with an invite. I'm like, it's 45 minutes later. I can't do this. You don't understand. You got to do this on doctor time, <laughs> well, that's not on real time. <laughs> well, my point, is, my point is this. This telemedicine thing, because of COVID and all this, is going to be a, it's gonna be cool, right? It's great if, you're, if you have an issue and you want to call a bank of doctors, and technically they'll probably be in the third world because they're available. So you'll be hitting your bank of doctors, and they'll help you remotely with your immediate issue. But if you want to schedule an appointment, I mean, historically, doctors don't really hit those not hit those times. Again, nothing wrong with that. It is what it is. We've accepted it as a society. But with telemedicine, you can't you can't be expecting the person to sit around for forty five minutes and and do nothing until you're ready. You know, your your appointment could start anywhere from ten thirty to to noon. Who knows when they're going to well, hit just you? Just like the cable company. <laughs> <laughs> They'll give you a window, right? So your doctor's going to give you a window. And so the thing is about this, it's so inefficient. 
I'm trying to respond back to the poor doctor. I mean, she's doing her best. I am not, I'm not holding her responsible for the problem of telemedicine, but, uh, she's trying to do her best and get me. Of course, by then she's got to go do something else. She's missed her window. She's got to go to either see another patient or do a meeting or whatever it's going to be. Then, then the doctor herself is reaching out to me. Hey, can we reschedule this and try to get this after this time or that time? And we try. And of course she misses again. And uh, then the, then the office is calling and trying to reschedule. Oh, let's try for this time, this day. I'm like, I tried no, to. No, they couldn't just put it in an email and send it to you. Well, no, no, it's a lots of calls and back and forth <laughs> and texting. I'm like, well, if you just hit your, hit your spot, you know, I, all I'm saying is that you may guys want to rethink your model. Um, I know having, you know, four or five people stuck in four or five different rooms all at the same time allows you to hit 20 minutes per person and you knock off, you get to, you know, triple bill or something yeah, like the, that. Yeah, doctor factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know about you guys out there with this whole telemedicine thing. I mean, I'm a guy. I don't go to the doctor enough as it is. It's not my, not my thing. I'm, you know. I'll just wait until I croak probably before I have to go see the doctor. But uh, in this case, if you're trying to make it easier, you're not. Yeah. Technology is not helping. <laughs> and I can't have you know, two-way communication with the, uh, with the doctor when they say, hey, I'm ready for your appointment. Oh, great. I'm in the road. <laughs> I can't help you. So we'll see what this all turns out to be. But it hasn't been fun for yeah. me. Um, just trying to make a simple appointment to hear about my blood work. <laughs> she could have called me and left me a voicemail. Hey, Eric, you know your triglycerides are that, or you're, you know, you're too high over here. You know, cut off. This is chips. what it should be. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't need to have some big conversation, but of course, they're probably they bill differently. Voicemail is probably a different well, billing code see, than actually having a telemedical appointment. When they when they actually talk to you, they can bill you for the time. But if they email it through you, they can't bill you for that. <laughs> Right. Or they can bill you for it, but I don't know how uh, they would do that. They got to come up with a new model. Well, you'd think with artificial intelligence, she could actually put the the data of my blood work into the system and just have the computer tell me, you know, just like you would when you go get your pool chemicals tested. They tell you how much, you know, how much alkalinity yeah, you got to put in, know. how much soda ash you got to put in. In this case, hey, your triglycerides are up. Cut out that cheeseburger away from that, you know, onion ring. <laughs> yeah, but see, with artificial intelligence, it might start learning things, yeah. and it might just say, you know, Eric. We were looking at your uh, test results, and you're going to die. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be. Yeah, their bedside manner won't be so good. But I just figured I'd bring that up. We're going to be here. We're going to take a quick break. We're coming up near the bottom of the hour. Get some calls in here. 800-966-WTIC. 522-WTIC. If you want to post anything over at computertalkwithtab.com, I'm sorry, over at the WTIC Facebook page, we are live. Have you had any telemedicine excitement? Has it worked for you? I mean, with the COVID going on, you know, everyone's trying to stay away from everybody. I'm sure I'm not the only guy doing telemedicine. You know, go ahead and post your comment about telemedicine and the technology that's supposed to be out there to get us through. Has it been convenient or has it been just a problem as far as what I was dealing with? We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online during the news, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. That's radio medicine. But you heard about my telemedicine story. I don't know if you guys have had any stories as far as that technology these days, how it's worked out for you or not worked out for you. Uh, be interested to hear. Uh, obviously, the technology is a good thing, but you can't schedule a doctor's meet, a doctor appointment electronically and expect them to show up. 
I guess that was my first foolishness. Uh, feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you this lovely Saturday morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. The 800 number will pick up the tab no matter where you are in the country listening on the uh, stream or if you're over at radio.com or whatever you're listening to us through. Uh, we can we can take your call that way as well. Let's go to our resident groupie, Danny. Hey, Danny, good morning. Listen, my wife's going to buy a new PC. Yeah. And uh, I was th- we're thinking about a Hewlett-Packard. Yep. And just wondering any specific specs that it should have. For your wife, I mean, uh, we always talk about the Elite. Um, well, the Elite X2 is a very small flavor. Uh, I like the Elite X2. But the Envy line is great for, for no, consumers. I'm sorry, a, a desktop, you know, a regular, not not a laptop, a, a desktop. Oh, a desktop. All right, that's cool. Yeah, we still sell tons of those too. Uh, we don't do HP though. I, uh, the basic spec then would be an i5 minimum CPU, okay. uh, 8 gigs of RAM minimum, uh-huh. and uh, a solid state drive would be nice. Okay, SSD. Yeah, yep. and uh, those are the basics. I mean, okay. Listen, she's got a, a monitor that's eight years old and the key, wireless keyboard. We, yeah. we had to replace those too, right? You don't have to. Oh, okay. If they I work, those new, the new monitors that have a slight curve to them are easier on your eyes. Uh, I'm not sure. Some of some of them are. Depends yeah. on the resolution. I've seen some of them that are great, and uh-huh. some of them are so-so. So I would go into the big box store and check them out first yeah right now can you get into best buy and stuff now or do, are they i would hope so for crying out loud yeah okay i would hope so i mean i think i would uh, i don't know these days danny but yes i mean i'm pretty sure you can i think at one point in time you had to make an appointment to go oh you know what i can tell you for certain because uh we had to pick up a, a tv for my son so yes you can you can go oh, okay all right yeah. uh, did you see have you seen the new uh spacex uh Info on the the, the Starlink, uh, some of their speeds and stuff. You know, I I have seen some of that stuff out there, sure. And again, you know, it's it's going to be a, a neat technology, but it's going to be just the skies are going to be littered with these low low flying satellites. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It doesn't seem like a good thing to me. Okay, so you're worried about satellite traffic too many? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the technology is neat. I mean, I guess. You know, I the mean, speeds are pretty good. Megabits well, and, uh, like he's got latent, they got latencies down in the twenties and thirties. Yeah, hundred megabits, not gigabits. No, I said I said I meant megabits. No, yeah, not gigabits. Yeah, hundred megabits isn't bad, but again, I mean, how many people are you going to actually cover? Is it going to work for? Uh, how many people are going to be able to connect well? Um, everybody. Everybody, you think? Everybody, so? everywhere. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, you can do internet over electrical lines too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. but if these people have power to power your laptop, you could get electricity from your power. Com- I mean, uh, internet from your power company if they want to do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> why would? Why do we got to check all these satellites in here? Still not a fanboy. No, I'm not a fanboy. Although I do like Elon uh, more and more. Uh, yeah. He's done a tremendous job. Uh, with our money to uh, build uh, some pretty amazing companies. <laughs> yeah, okay. Over and out. All right. Take it easy, Danny. He's actually making a profit now. So. Oh yeah, he's yeah he's doing well again. Their stock was crazy. I mean, you actually had a story. You want to bring that up because we're still waiting for calls. Feel free to get online. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC. I think that's on the bottom of the five two two WTIC. Yeah, you were going to bring up uh, Elon and Tesla's stock going crazy. Oh yeah, here we go. 
right. Yeah, yeah, I got him. He here. just passed it, yeah. Bobby just passed it right here. I'll bring it. I'll bring it up. Tesla stock drops 21%, 21% in a single day after not being added to the S&P 500. Uh, but it's been rocketing. Uh, the shares have ballooned in value around 300%. And for a long time, it showed no t- signs of slowing down. And uh, I mean, we've all been watching Tesla stock. And obviously, it's been great. I mean, it's been really going crazy. But uh, it didn't, S&P kind of thought about it and said, eh, we're not so sure we're going to have them on the S&P. And when it did that, it dropped. It had a huge drop. Maybe he should go to the NASDAQ. <laughs> yeah, that's where it should go. where the technical technology stocks are. Uh, I agree. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, with that. I mean, uh, Tesla's going to see a lot more competition. And I think the more competition we get out there, that's great. We're going to have more more choices in our vehicles, more electric vehicles. And you talked about, too, about how they're going to maybe not change the models for maybe 10 years ten instead years. of five. Yeah, I got an article on that. Future cars may live a lot longer, analysts believe. Right. Now, uh, this is a, also a CNET article. Yeah. Uh, future cars, uh, vehicle life cycles are typically about five years with updates sprinkled in, but the lifespan could double to 10 years. Now, I will tell you, many years ago, the lifespan of a model was three years. I, I can remember that. Yeah. And then they would do a complete change. Right. So, and then they upped it to five, you know, because it costs a lot of money to redo the, the All the retooling, yeah. Retool. Change all the all the plastic on your bumpers. Not just the plastic, but the <laughs> sheet metal, the stamping. Sure. Oh, Is there any metal change. left in cars? Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> so um, we know the song and dance. A new vehicle arrives and undergoes... Uh, some typical mild changes a, a few years, and uh, then a new generation arrives after five years or so. Right. It's basically how the modern car industry operates. Sure. Because new and fresh cars sell, future cars, however, may live a whole lot longer before they're being replaced outright. I like it. That's the consensus from analysts who spoke during the Society of Auto- Automotive Analysts webinar on Monday. Mm-hmm. Ward's Auto reported on how things could shift in the years to come, especially as more electric cars hit the roads. Right. Since EVs will essentially be immune to emissions regulations, there's even less of an incentive for automakers to make big changes. Right. Couple the zero emissions powertrain with the emergence of over-the-air updates, and the idea of a 10-year vehicle life cycle doesn't seem incredibly outrageous. Sounds good. You're going to have to pay a lot for your antivirus, though, for your car. <laughs> Tesla is a great example. The Model S continues to soldier on with few substantial changes to the interior and exterior after eight years. Yep. Yes, the cars received a succession of new battery technology along the way, mm-hmm. but the Model S on sale today looks a lot like the Model S sold years back. The sand, the sedan did receive a slight freshening, which notably deleted the grill. Yeah. But otherwise, it hangs on to the same basic style. Meanwhile, owners still receive numerous new features via over-the-air updates to keep the car feeling fresh. Sure. Over-the-air updates. Just like our Windows computers. Every time it's updated, we feel fresher. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> over-the-air updates were, a, uh, were long a Tesla-only kind of thing. But today, even the 2021 Ford F-150 will include the technology. Sure. The longer life cycle, longer life cycles analyst forecasts will also likely save the automaker money and reserve resources for other areas, such as self-driving technology. Awesome. That's not to say every automaker will suddenly take this kind of approach. Plenty of cars uh, need attention more than others. 
Very such good. as sports cars. Oh, definitely. <laughs> All right. There's so more. It's, oh, yeah. We'll put it out there as a link for you guys to check out, but it does make sense. you got a bunch of calls coming in. Let's go into your uh, your calls here. We're going to go to Richard first in Rhode Island. What's going on, Richard? You there, uh, Richard? Hello. Hello. What can we do for you? Hi, hi, Eric. Uh, hi. I uh, enjoy your show a lot, and I've been listening to you for a long time. And I know you've gone through this time and time again, so maybe you're sick of it. But I looked Never. through the archives, and I wasn't able to find a reference. Uh, they don't go back as far as I remember, apparently. So I got a problem with uh, I have three Mac computers that I want to back up. I've been doing it uh, for years on the uh, time machine and the airport time capsule, a yep. couple of terabytes, and. Uh, that thing is broken down for somehow, and I've did a hard reset and uh, continues to ask to do an initial backup. Oh boy! And uh, although I do get a backup, uh, it uh, it just doesn't seem to be uh, you know just adding to what I had, and uh, keeps on asking for me to start all over again. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking, uh, just out of frustration, that um, you know something's broken. It's time to start all over again, and and I don't know what you uh, would recommend. I kind of like the idea of uh, a Wi-Fi connect and update because I'm kind of lazy and I like to have it go on in the background. And I don't know what you suggest. So that's why I'm here calling you and asking you about Yeah, sure. How old is the Apple Time Machine you were using? Oh, let me see. I would say uh, several years old. Okay, like five, six, more than, more than yeah. half a decade. Yeah, so backup technology is a wonderful thing, but it's just as problematic as the initial technology you're backing up. And uh, so, of course, the hardware can fail, the software can have issues. Uh, Re-imaging is not an uncommon practice, even with what we do for our clients. We back up file servers and virtual systems constantly, and every now and again, the initial image has to be redone for all sorts of reasons. Um, and in your case, you're experiencing a similar scenario. So... Apple products generally are expensive, but the Time Machine did work and does work really well when it works. So if you are mostly an Apple shop, yeah, I would, that's true. I'd recommend sticking with Apple um, because it's what you know, and it just could be that your device has finally failed. The only drawback with Apple is you're going to pay a premium. I mean, even if, as we know on the Apple Store, just having an app there is a 30% whack. So you're going to yeah. pay a VIG there for the Apple. We call it the Apple tax. Um, <laughs> but when it works... It works really well. I do yeah. like their connectivity, and I, I have to say that, um, you know, between devices and, uh, you know, we I used to be the PC shop when I was working, and now as I retired, you know, it's just it's just far more convenient for me to to be in an Apple shop. So yeah. I'm, I've been paying that premium for a while, and I'm kind of used to it, but right. uh, I, I do like the results. Yeah. And so I'm not uh, not adverse to that. Yeah, so I mean, just based on your history and what you're doing, I think you should consider replacing your device and uh, with what you know, another time machine uh, level device, which again, I don't play with enough myself because I'm not an Apple shop. Yeah. Um, but that's the direction I would recommend you head because you're familiar with it, you know it works um, when it does work, and uh, mm -hmm. this is just a, probably an example of an old machine. Now, knowing Apple, they might even offer you a trade-in, trade-up type of approach uh, to what you have, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, at the time, two two terabytes was, you know, more than enough, and and it still is. It's, it's I've never exceeded that uh, that 
in my own home needs. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you're just saying, uh, take the actual uh, what do they call it, uh, the airport time capsule, which uh, is the, the the two terabyte storage yep. device, yep. and uh, just find a replacement for that. Correct, but I look for larger size. I look for larger size. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. two terabytes has been great for you, but it's going to continue. You're going to do videos that are going to be in 4K. You're going to do all sorts of things with with pictures. You need more space, and space is fairly cheap. Yeah, no, it is. Okay, well, that's. uh, I was just uh, looking into. uh, Well, do I, you know, connect some other G Tech device to it or not? And I said, well, why don't I give you guys a call and see what you think? Yeah, I appreciate it, Richard. Thanks for listening out there in Rhode Island. All right. Hey, uh, just a quick story. Uh, I had been, uh, as a young child, I was living in the neighborhood where your uh, offices are. And uh, I remember that as being a uh, Cooney's garage. And uh, it was uh, quite interesting uh, time of my childhood because they brought all the great wrecks in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we uh, right here in East uh, Hartford, Bissell you mean? Street. Yeah. Yeah, Bissell. Yeah. We, this, the building that we're in now, used to be a plumbing supply house uh, when we picked it up. And right. it had shag and carpeting everywhere in about eighty million bathrooms. Like they practiced, <laughs> they practiced making bathrooms in the plumbing house here. We had a bathroom for every person. Well, but, before that, it was a uh, the local garage and uh, in East Hartford, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a neat All building. Right. Well, that's cool. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, bye. All right, bye bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Uh, so, David, Carol, Jack, hang on. One line open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. A couple lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Of course, we're also broadcasting live over at WTIC's Facebook page. Let's go to your calls. We're going to go to Jack in Middletown next. What's going on, Jack? Morning, guys. Morning. Real quick question, I hope. Yeah? I want to fax some documents, but I don't have a landline anymore. Yeah. Can I do it through Wi-Fi? Or through my browser? Well, Wi-Fi and, and landline are just two different methods of networking, so that really doesn't have anything to do with it. But you can do it through your browser using a product called e-faxing. Ah. Now, I don't know if you can if the, if you can use their service in a temporary fashion because it sounds like you just want to do it for this one thing. Yeah, actually, just a yeah, but well, it's it, probably a paid program, huh? You're going to pay for it, yeah, but maybe it's a monthly thing where you only do it once. Well, I have a question. A fax basically is a scan right. that, that you send yeah. over to another machine that, that kind of prints it out. So yeah. would it be feasible to just uh, make a copy, or if you have an electronic copy, then uh, just attach it to an email? Right. Ah, well, I do have an all-in-one printer with, with no ink, of course. <laughs> uh, so you have a hard copy you're talking about right now, Jack, huh? Yeah, I want to get it to a, a certain agency that I really it's real difficult to get to, and I don't want to wait in line. You know what I mean? So you're, yeah, your all-in-one printer may be able to scan it to a folder, right? And if yeah. you can scan it to a folder, you could attach that to an email, and then off it goes. Oh, that's an even simpler way. I appreciate that. Sounds great. Yeah, the other thing you could consider, but be re- be wary of the risks, is you could take a picture of it on your phone, right? Yeah. Now, and that would make a picture of the document. 
And understand, though, that, that if that document has sensitive information, it could end up in the cloud on your backup right. of your phone. So keep right. that in mind. Right, right. Now, my question is, on the other end, it's a phone number, obviously. Is it so, obvious? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they may have a way to email it, though. Yeah, I'd have to ask them, yeah. So you're telling me oh. you're sending – are you sending something to DMV? Close. Close? Uh, the state of Connecticut uh, – it's a long story. That's okay. Le they're legal documents. Okay, well, they the, – being that they're the state of Connecticut, I know we, they use 40-year-old systems to deal with their uh, their labor uh, benefits and stuff like that. But faxing should have gone away at the dodo, so you might have a way to send an email with an attachment, maybe. I know it's the state. Uh, carrier pigeon is an option here in this revolutionary <laughs> state. <laughs> I'll think about that. Uh, yeah, I, that was my last question. Is faxing really gone? Does any – I was – Really surprised when they said fax us, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, it's. it's <laughs> I'm not surprised it's the state telling you that, but it should be something a thing of the past. I mean, e-faxing. So, the state, even the state's fax, could be an e-fax where it turns into an email. The problem is you can't email to a phone number, so you'd have to use a service called e-faxing to even have that work. So they must offer yeah. you a way to email it. I would hope. Yeah, uh, I'll have to double-check on that. Okay, that's, that answers my question. I appreciate that. All right, Jack, good luck. I think yeah. the facts I think the facts should have gone the way of the teletype years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, for them to tell them to fa fax it. Well, Twix it. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Oh, you don't even remember that technology, do you? What? Where they had the little machine that sat in the corner with the little yellow ribbon that had the little holes punched out of it. Nope. And that's how uh, companies used to uh, send orders back and forth. It was before fax, even. Wow. No, I'm not that old, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, I'm old enough, but we're not but that you old. You know how to use a dial phone, right? Uh, yes, I do. Those <laughs> at our house, we had rotary the rotary phone? dial phone, and your finger got hurt. You know, you would get all tired and beat up as you called your buddies. Uh, I remember those days. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Thankfully, we're living in the year 2020 where our work state is still using faxes. Uh, get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And, and, of course, if you've had any, any, any issues with telemedicine with this new COVID scenario, how's that working out for you? Did you have the same scenario I did? Uh, I'd love to hear your telemedicine story. I don't have to hear your actual diagnosis, but the, the process, how did it go for you? We'll be right back. <laughs> 